Hi, everyone, and welcome to Weather or Not, sponsored by TD Bank. I'm WABC Chief Meteorologist Lee Goldberg. In this episode, this will be the first of frequent updates as we take you through the spring preview that will end stormy, maybe with a squall line coming through the area Wednesday evening, and then a little weather whiplash with a blast of cold air that will last for one day, but it'll be a sharp temperature drop on Wednesday night. We'll be mild through Wednesday with temperatures 10 to 15 degrees above our average, which is in the middle 40s. In terms of rain, rounds of rain come in as we warm things up. That'll start later in the day on Tuesday, and then there'll be some rounds of rain Tuesday night into early Wednesday. There should be a relative lull during the middle of the day on Wednesday. I can't guarantee there aren't some showers around, but I think overall the rain coverage should be less during the middle of the day on Wednesday before the cold front gets closer and then the radar starts to light up later in the day on Wednesday and Wednesday evening. I'll show you an updated future cast. And then we have an AccuWeather alert, and that's going to be for Wednesday evening, followed by a 25 to 30 degree temperature drop. So we're forecasting lower 60s on Wednesday. And by the way, record highs are in the upper 60s. I don't think it's within reach for New York City. But if we were to see some breaks in the clouds, especially in places like a Newark or a Morristown, you can get in the mid and upper 60s and it wouldn't be out of the question to see temperatures threaten record highs there. But already it's still way above our normal highs in the mid 40s. By Thursday morning, we're around freezing and wind chills are in the teens and 20s. So that's something to keep in mind. We're back to wearing big heavy coat on Thursday morning and there might actually be a couple of icy spots around. If that colder wind doesn't blow everything dry, there might be some slick spots. Now the main roads probably will be blown dry, but if there's a lingering puddle or any lingering standing water, we have to be careful of some freezing, especially in the suburbs. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. The highs on Monday were record levels as near 80 degree temperatures were getting up toward places like Iowa and even 70s in the Dakotas. The cold front was marching its way through the northern Rockies, giving some snow. So that front is going to move into the Midwestern Great Lakes on your Tuesday and then to the East Coast on Wednesday. In fact, the severe weather threat in places like Chicago and St. Louis is very real on Tuesday with the potential for damaging winds, large hail and even a few tornadoes. Now, thankfully for us, this is going to weaken as it gets closer to the coastal plain. Our atmosphere isn't as unstable and we shouldn't be able to uncork the very strong winds that are aloft. With that said, though, there still can be some gusty winds that are transferred down to the surface that could go 40, maybe even a 50 mile per hour gust. But overall, the storm should be sub severe, but we'll get some downpours and maybe some strong winds that could cause some minor damage and some ponding on area roadways. And the problem is that it is going to catch part of the evening commute. Maybe if it's not first thing, it certainly is catching the evening commute after about five or six o'clock. The front that we're watching is out in the northwest right now, bringing snow to the Canadian or to the northern Rockies. And then there's a couple of fronts in the east that are helping prime things by getting us warmer, uh, increasing some of the moisture. And we start out with some of these showers on Tuesday evening. And it shouldn't be terribly heavy, but it could be damp for the Tuesday evening commute. I don't think it's raining all of Tuesday night. There will be breaks, but have the umbrella handy. And then rounds of rain that we'll have into Wednesday morning. Maybe there's a quarter or a third of an inch through Wednesday morning. So Wednesday is likely to dawn kind of damp. It's warm. It's kind of muggyish, And we have some showers around and then it's wet roadways. And then we try to dry things out. 
The thing is, it's like the sunniest day was actually Monday this week, and it's kind of going to be dirty in the warm sector. And when we say that, I mean, there are a lot of clouds around. There are still a couple of showers, and it just doesn't look like a setup where temperatures are going to take off. I mean, the warm winds alone, the air mass is impressively warm, will take our temperatures into the 60s, especially away from the coast. Now, remember, south-facing shores, you've got a wind off the Atlantic, which is only around 39, 40 degrees. So the ceiling on the coastal plain for temperatures is lower obviously than inland numbers. Now if the break looks a little cleaner as we move forward, then the idea of flirting with record highs away from the coast not out of the question. But more likely we still have a couple passing showers around, clouds, a couple of holes in the overcast. And then we get to the later afternoon hours. That's when rain showers move in and start to get a little heavier. I think the worst is going to be in a 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock time period. But already we can have some rain moving in leading into the evening commute. The question is, is it going to be one organized squall line or is it going to be just multiple lines, some heavy gusty downpours? We'll see how that all comes together. But regardless, you're looking at brief heavy downpours that can bring down winds that may be 40 or 50 mile per hour gusts. Uh, temperatures are in the 60s. We can have some ponding on roads, some low visibility because of some of the heavy downpours. I think the heaviest is probably east of New York City after about 8 or 9 o'clock, and we still have to deal with that over parts of Long Island and Connecticut. Maybe, maybe it's still 9 or even 10 o'clock. But even right now, most of our future casts are indicating uh, that the, the squall line itself is probably off the east end of Long Island in that 9, latest 10 o'clock hour, and there could be some lingering showers after that. Now, cold air is rushing in behind this, and some of our future casts are suggesting, well, you know what, there could actually be a changeover here last minute on the east end of the island. I think that's probably a reach in terms of the models, but I do think that it is definitely encouraging a big cool down following this front and big plunging temperatures as we go through later Wednesday night into Thursday morning. We'll probably have some lake effect snow showers. Maybe a couple of those flurries actually reach the Catskills, but we'll have gusty winds into the morning hours on Thursday so that wind chills when we wake up on Thursday are in the 20s and 30s, and that'll be kind of a jarring change after temperatures being in the 60s on Wednesday afternoon. An early look at the wind potential is already impressive. We're, we're showing Futurecast winds 48 hours out, and they're looking this impressive. They could even go north of, of where some of these levels are. But starting in the late afternoon hours, seeing some 40-mile-per-hour gusts along the coast and 25 to 35-mile-per-hour gusts inland. This is peaking during the evening hours, maybe some 50-mile-per-hour gusts. And then the change in wind direction behind the front, there'll be some 30-mile-per-hour gusts with colder winds coming in, and it turns blustery. And our temperatures start to plummet. And even by Thursday morning, you still have some gusts to 30. So couple that with temperatures in the 20s and low 30s. You've got wind chills in the teens and 20s. It looks like the winds will ease a little bit during the afternoon on Thursday. They don't totally go away. It'll take a while for them to come down. But you know what? With sunshine and 40 degree temperatures on Thursday, it shouldn't feel as harsh later in the day. But I think wind chills will still be around freezing much of the afternoon, despite mostly sunny skies. Now, everything's moving very quickly, so I don't expect, um, you know, high precipitation values when this comes to an end. And, you know, yeah, we could get some ponding during the brief downpours Wednesday evening. That's where the lion's share of the rain comes. But 
the initial batches of rain Tuesday through Wednesday morning, maybe we put down a quarter or a third of an inch or so, and then we get the bigger downpours as we go through Wednesday evening. I still think most areas will come in on either side of about a half inch of rain, but there'll be some areas, some unlucky areas that get in some of the heavy downpours and get into that multiple times that maybe we can produce an inch of rainfall and, and cause some minor flooding. The other thing is, is the areas that get hit hard with the most rain and there's some standing water left around again you're in a race with the colder winds coming in either you dry out or there's enough moisture left over that there's some freezing that we have to deal with and some icy spots as we go into thursday morning so that's definitely a concern so thursday's brisk and colder with the windier conditions in the morning hours kind of nasty chill in the morning and then it eases during the afternoon hours with sunshine and then the recovery comes in very quickly. The cold air is very transient. So we get on the other side of a high that goes offshore and we start warming to near normal or above normal on Friday in the upper 40s with sun and high clouds. And the warming continues right into the weekend. And, and as is the case uh, a lot of times in March, because March begins on Friday, is that, you know, warmups, you know, aren't the cleanest. So there looks like there might be an area of low pressure along the mid-Atlantic. We know that we're going to get a lot more clouds and some moisture coming in. The question with that weekend forecast will hinge on some of the steady rain with this low. Does it get into our area? So I'm not ready to forecast a weekend washout by any means, but I think even though we're getting back into the 50s, there'll be a lot of clouds around, the occasional shower both Saturday, Sunday, and even into Monday. And there is a chance that in one of those days, a little bit more of that rain might break off, especially in southern and eastern areas, that we get an area of steady rain. But again, those details not clear just yet. Let's just talk about this long range pattern as we go into March. Are we going to get any more snow? Well, number one, as we go through the week, we definitely have a mile flow. We get that storminess. Now behind that system, this cold push, just even looking at this, I mean, it's pretty impressive. The core of the cold is really aimed to our northeast across Atlantic Canada and northern New England. So we just get a shot of that. So you know, many areas will get stuck in the 30s with a gusty wind on Thursday, and that'll feel like winter for a day. But that quickly lifts out. And once again, we've got milder air coming in for the upcoming weekend. Once again, the jet stream, there's a southwest flow aloft. We may have an area of low pressure along the coast. It may be mild, but it also may be damp at times. And that's kind of a theme I think you'll continue to hear. But you see how the cold air is really out west with a big, deep trough there and a big ridge in the east. There might be another shot of brief chill that comes later in the first week of March. But the overall trend through the first 10 days of March is that the polar air is definitely locked up into Canada and we're just on the fringe occasionally for 24, 36 hours at most. Pacific air is really the source region for all of our air masses. And at the same time, the southern jet or the subtropical jet is very active. So there's a continuous moisture source. So that's why we're seeing on the Climate Prediction Center a strong signal for above normal temperatures through the first week, 10 days of March, but also a signal for above normal precipitation with the active subtropical jet would probably mild, but also have our opportunities for damp weather at times. But when you're looking at snow and snow lovers, it's just a tough pattern to forecast any significant opportunity for snow with a one little you know blip, an island of, of chill and, and a sea of warmth all the way through the beginning of March. So again, the bottom line here with this AccuWeather alert that we're telling you about is this is for Wednesday evening. A line of gusty downpours like 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening, maybe 9 or 10 o'clock in the evening. And by the way, it can rain before that. 
It looks like a rough evening commute with conditions deteriorating during the commute with gusts past 40 miles an hour and low visibility and some heavy rain, some ponding on area roadways. Then we get to the temperature drop behind it, which is 25 to 30 degrees Thursday by Thursday morning. So we're going from 60s on Wednesday to around freezing Thursday morning with wind chills in the teens and 20s and watch out for some slick spots as well. The cold blast will be brief. I want to stress that as March comes in like a lamb in the upper 40s on Friday with sun and some high clouds and we warm things back into the 50s this evening. Wanted to give you my first thoughts here on how this evolves with this potential squall line or lines that come through Wednesday evening and you want to try to limit your travel during that window. I'll continue to watch the timing and you'll get frequent updates of course on ABC 7 and Y and on our Channel 7 newscast and right here on whether or not. Thanks once again for listening. We'll see you next time. Rain or shine.